Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable to You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. Welcome back to Becky All Daily presented by BetMGM. Aaron Hawksworth, PJ Glasser with you on this Friday. And we're excited to welcome in Kevin Sweeney, college basketball writer for Sports Illustrated. And Kevin, I want to start with Alabama. A lot of stuff happening off the court. And then Brandon Miller um, was linked to some things as well. And he ends up responding well uh, with 41 points, but the team... Didn't, his teammates didn't look very good, and they almost lost to South Carolina. What is your assessment of this Alabama team, and how do you think all of this will affect them moving forward? Yeah, I mean, a week ago I would have said they were the best team in the country, and I don't want to overreact to, to the one game because I think you can look back at you know other teams that have dealt with you know a tumultuous situation. I look at Texas when Chris Beard first. Um, got the uh, felony charge, and they went to overtime with Rice. And that was like, a, uh-oh, is Texas broken? And no, they were just, I think, processing being in the spotlight and dealing with all of that and all the uncertainty um, those last 24 hours or so. And I think Alabama was probably going through the same thing. So obviously we'll learn more Saturday. They have a really, really big test against an Arkansas team that's putting it together right now. It finally has Nick Smith, that's star freshman healthy, um, but, but to me, like, as long as Alabama can kind of put, put the attention in, in the rear view a little bit of this situation, they have a chance to be, in my opinion, the favorite to win it all just because they have so many more ways to beat you. Um, they can obviously make threes at a high level. And that's, I think, what they're known for. But they're really good at the rim. They defend at a high level. Um, they're very balanced. Like, they have a lot more ways to beat you than I think people realize uh, with this, with this tie group. Yeah, Kevin, I want to ask you about Arkansas. That game's going to be great tomorrow, Bama-Arkansas, but the Hogs have made back-to-back Elite Eight, so you talked about how Nick Smith is back. It just feels like, man, Musselman's team, they always get right this time of the year, and, and they're a team, if they're on the 8-9 line, that you do not want to see in, in your region, do you? 
No doubt. And I think Muss is one of the great kind of shapeshifters in college basketball where, yeah, like they're going to hit a bump in the road at some point, but he will adapt and adapt and adapt until he figures out the lineup that works. He did that the last two years, got them to, you know, defensively tournament runs. And I think the same is coming here. I mean, when you talk about a team that has three guards as elite as Ricky Council, Anthony Black, and Nick Smith, and then you bring Devo Davis off the bench, who's been really good lately. I mean, that's, that's, one of the probably five best backcourts in the country and guard play wins you games in March and not only good guard play, but guys who are versatile. I mean, black can guard four positions, council six, six, even Nick Smith's got good size. Like they're going to be a problem defensively um, for opposing backcourts and they can obviously really score it. So I, I think getting Smith back gives them the firepower they need to make a deep run here uh, come, you know, and tournament time in a couple of weeks. Kevin, when you're looking at teams to make a deep run, obviously we need to see the path and the bracket, but are there certain things you look for, uh, whether it's coaching, point guard play, experience, what are some of those factors that help you make that decision on who could make a deep run? Yeah, I mean, kind of all of the above, right? Like, I think obviously if you have a coach who's been there before, that really helps, Um me want to believe in you. I think having experienced guys in the backcourt to me is, is critical just because you need guys who can weather the storm and, you know, inevitably there's going to be a point where, you know, the world feels like it's going against you in an NCAA tournament game and it's single, single, single elimination. You need a guy where the buck can kind of stop with him. And I think the, the third thing that probably doesn't get talked about as much is like, do you have multiple ways to win games? I kind of alluded to it with Alabama, right? Like, Tennessee, for instance, their struggles in the tournament over the years have mostly been because they're very jump shot oriented and they don't have guys who can really create their own offense. And this team is no different with, with the Vols, right? So, yeah, they can beat anyone. They have wins over Texas and Kansas and Alabama. But when the shots aren't falling, they're very, very vulnerable. And we've seen that with some of the losses they've taken lately. So I'm looking for teams, okay, what happens when the jump shots aren't falling? What, what, what happens if a team gets hot? Like, what, what can you do to win a game when – Option A isn't working, and I think to me that that's the mark of a truly great team that can win in March. Kevin, who's the team that maybe outside of being like a, a three seed? So forget about the one seeds, the Bamas, Houston's, UCLA's, Baylor's, Kansas, all them. Who's a team like that could be a four seed or below that you might see making an Elite Eight, Final Four type run? Well, I think Arkansas is a team that has that potential. We just talked about them. I think the other team I would I would highlight there is Creighton. You know, they don't have a ton of depth, but, man, their starting five is really, really good. And when Ryan Kalkbrenn is on the floor, this team has been just about as, you know, dominant as any team in the country. He's, you know, an elite force at the rim. You have three guards who can really make plays at Nembhard, Alexander, and Baylor Shireman. They all shoot it well from three. Um you know, they have a versatile group that can switch defensively. Uh, to me, like, that team is probably, a, you know, a two- or a three-seed caliber team. But because they had that six-game losing streak earlier in the year, partially because Kalkbrenner was out with Mono, they've had to kind of reinvent themselves. And to me, um, you know, they're, they're just a team that if you, if you see them in the second round and they're a seven-seed as a two-seed, you're probably going to be pretty upset because that's a team that is way better than their seed's going to be. Tonight's slate, not quite as exciting as tomorrow's, but uh, what what storylines are interesting to you? What seems intriguing to watch tonight? Yeah, I mean, kind of in the high major sphere, Xavier needs to bounce back on the road at Seton Hall, and Seton Hall needs 
uh, a win to stay in the NCAA tournament bubble picture. They're, I think, in my first four out right now. I've seen them in the next four out with other people. Um, so Seton Hall desperately needs to move the needle, and Xavier has really struggled. They, they come off a loss to Villanova at home. Villanova's not played that great this season. They had a loss at Butler, uh, I believe, a week and a half ago. That was a really bad loss. Butler is not a good basketball team. Um, so, so Xavier's got some stuff to fix. This is a, a good opportunity to see where they stand. And then you've got a lot of these mid-major leagues wrapping things up. The Sun Belt's trying to figure out seating. Um, the, the MAC is dealing with seat, is, is wrapping things up and getting to seating points. And, and we've got conference tournaments starting, I believe, on Monday. So, um, you know, the, those seating spots are, are critical, obviously, and, and who winds up coming out of those leagues. So I'll be watching closely to see who can uh, position themselves well for, for next weekend. Yeah, Kevin, which conference tournament are you most uh, looking forward to watching? Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Man, that's hard. I'll say the Mountain West <laughs> just because I think it has the combination of the sense of urgency to make sure you're in the field and also some of the top tier teams, right? You have, I think, two, probably close to three locks at this point. And San Diego State's going to be in the NCAA tournament. Nevada and Boise State are in pretty good shape. Then you have teams like New Mexico and Utah State that might need to win the thing to get in, have proven they're good enough to win the thing, have proven enough they're good enough to, to make noise in the tournament if they get there. To me, that, that level of kind of tension and intrigue is just a little bit higher than what you get in a high major tournament, where for the most part, you know, maybe there's one team that's sweating it out in the bubble. I think of last year's Indiana team at the Big Ten tournament trying to make a run. But for the most part, right, like those teams are all locked and loaded and it's, it's for seeding. Uh, when you get a tournament like that where teams are fighting for their lives, there's just there's a different energy about it. I'm excited for it. Since we don't have the brackets yet, just for fun, like if you had to pick your final four, which teams would you put in there? Whew, that's tough. Um, <laughs> put me on the spot here. I'll take I'll take Bama, um, Bama, Houston. Um, who else do we like? I'll take UCLA. Um, I just think they're balanced and kind of kind of like Kansas mm-hmm. last year where it'll be tough to kill. Uh, and then I'll throw, a, I'll, I'll throw Creighton in there, like I said, as my, uh, as my sleeper pick. I don't like giving Ooh. the, like, here's the top five in the country. Here's your final four. I like Yeah. That. I like No that. Purdue. <laughs> <laughs> what, are your, you know, what are your thoughts on Purdue as a whole, Kevin, and then that game tomorrow at Mac Arena, Indiana, and the Boilermakers? It's going to be, it's gonna be uh, one of the marquee games of the day. Yeah, I, I I still like Purdue a lot. Like I, I think the the thing for me is they've looked a little bit more rattled when teams have pressured them here the last couple of weeks than they did earlier in the season. And I'm not sure if that's just teams 
kind of scouting them more and finding the weaknesses and holes with their younger backcourt. I still think Braden Smith and Fletcher Lawyer are good enough to, to lead you to an Elite Eight Final Four when you have Zach Eady in the post. Like, I, I don't think the guards are a, a huge problem. I think that's been overblown. But they are still young, right? And so how they navigate the pressure of March will, will be fascinating to watch. So that game tomorrow is huge. They need Purdue really needs that game to stay on the number one line. The atmosphere is going to be incredible. So I think they'll bounce back well against an Indiana team that's good, but I think you saw Purdue find ways to attack them in the second half of their meeting in, uh, at Assembly Hall a couple weeks ago. I think Purdue finds a way to win that one. I'm really looking forward to St. Mary's at Gonzaga. What are you expecting in this matchup? And Gonzaga really controlled that first meeting, and then the Aiden Mahaney show took over late in the second half and just kind of willed, willed St. Mary's to victory. I think he's obviously special, but Gonzaga on its home court with, with the way that they're able to space, space you out. Like I, I just think Gonzaga is the better team and finds a way to win this game and split the league title with St. Mary's. I'd be surprised if they get swept by them. I, I have a lot of respect for St. Mary's. I think Mahaney gives them a chance. He's the type of guard that you need to beat elite teams like Gonzaga or beat any team in the tournament. But you know, to, to me, I think Gonzaga wants revenge in this game and gets it. Kevin, you were just talking about the Mountain West. Good game tomorrow, San Diego State and New Mexico. Are we kind of just forgetting about the Aztecs? Because this was the team that people thought were going to be the mid-major to watch this season. They played the Maui tournament early on. And then, you know, we kind of just forgot about them. FAU's had a great season, College of Charleston. But moving forward, uh, do you like this Aztecs team? Yeah, I think they're awesome. I mean, if you look at, at T-Ranks analytics, they're actually the best team in the country since February 1st. And obviously that's not the biggest sample size in the world, but, like, they're turning it on and are, always were really good. I mean, when you consider that the Mountain West is, like, right there with the ACC in terms of the conference rankings based on Tenpom, like, being 22-5 and five or whatever San, San Diego State is and having some quality wins, having pushed Arkansas, having pushed Arizona in that Maui event, like, they can beat anyone in the country with the way that they defend. And I think they have just enough offensive firepower to really be dangerous come NCAA tournament time. I mean, I think last year they just didn't have quite enough juice offensively to say, oh, that's a team that can make a second weekend. Now I really think they do. And I honestly think, you know, depending on matchups, obviously, sometimes you need the bracket to open up for you in the right way. But, like, I, I wouldn't rule out this team being a Final Four caliber club. I mean, they've been that good lately. Kevin, Ole Miss fired Kermit Davis earlier. We found out the news. Do you think this Ole Miss squad will get a little bit of a bump? And could you see Chris Beard, you know, ending up there? Or is it too soon after, you know, all the allegations that we heard about? Yeah, I mean, he, he's circling the waters. And, I, I mean, I can tell you that Chris Beard has been working – um, kind of relentlessly. He, he has no interest in taking a year off if he doesn't have to. He wants to get back in the game. Uh, and with the charges dropped, like I, I, he is going to try. I, I think he has a decent chance of getting in the mix here. Um, I'm not 100% sure that, you know, wh whenever you make a decision like this, it's not just an athletic director. You could say, I'm signing off on this, right? You need a president and a board. And, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a flagship institution for a state. Like the governor's probably got to be on board, right? So, for me to know, like, whether Chris Beard can get that at this point, it's probably too early to tell. But it would be the type of job that would fit him, would be attractive to him, and would be the type of place where he'd have the resources to succeed. So I think it's a real possibility. 
Um, that's a talented team. They've, they've underachieved all year. And I think whenever there's a coaching change that can kind of rile everybody up, get guys playing free, and you know, maybe they do bring a little bit of energy out here lately. But at the same time, sometimes it feels like the athletic department's even quitting on you and they kind of roll over and quit. So hard for me to project either way. Like, I, I think they're probably more talented, like I said. So maybe you roll the dice. But to me, like, especially this late in the year, I think sometimes teams have just quit already. Kevin, we got about a minute and a half left. I wanted to ask you about my, the, uh, the Miami Hurricanes. They're 23-5 and this season, 14-4 and in conference play. They're on a seven-game winning streak. They're playing great, really good guards with Nigel Pack, Jordan Miller, Isaiah Wong. And we know Larinaga, uh, he's a great tournament coach. ACC's having a down year, but do you think the Hurricanes could, could be a good team to back in March? Yeah, I think they're probably the league's best bet at this point um, with the way that Virginia has played lately. You can combine, obviously, the great guard play with having an, a real presence on the interior in Norchad O'Meara, who's been really, really good. So, you know, to me, obviously, I want to see a bracket before I say anything, but they're playing at the level of a team that can make a deep run just because they shoot it as well as they do. They have guys who can create their own offense, which is critical. And like you said, they have the experience and the coaching. Uh, that I think really bodes well for NCAA tournament time. If you had to pick, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm putting you on the spot again. An upset for tomorrow, who could it be? Oh, man, there's like 150 <laughs> games. If you're killing me here. Um, <laughs> Not all, just know, if like, there's one one underdog you really like. Sure. Uh, I, I like Michigan State to go on the road and beat Iowa tomorrow. I think nice. they're playing well. I think Iowa's kind of in a rut. I think Michigan State will win that game. I like it. A lot of people hyping up this Michigan State team. Maybe I need to place a future. Thank you so much, Kevin Sweeney, College Hoops basketball writer for Sports Illustrated. This is Beck UL Daily presented by BetMGM. Tonight's NBA card is next. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 